everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Scary movie love for scary movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show. It is our last episode of Scary Movie Month 2020. As always, we end the month reviewing a franchise, uh, which means I am joined for this very special franchise episode by award-winning filmmaker Chicago Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? And <laughs> that wasn't a very Chicago Mike greeting. Yeah, um, do do I have a Chicago Mike voice? I don't know. I just expected something from you. I don't do good Chicago accent. I've already. <laughs> no, we're not in very far into this podcast. I've already done all this. Well, I'm excited to talk about the Friday the Thirteenth movies with you. We did this several years ago was this our second franchise podcast or our third man i want to say our third but don't quote me all right all i do is quote you uh so maybe this was our third we did it years ago and it seemed like time to revisit it a because it meant we could put off hellraiser for another year and b because scream factory just put out that super deluxe box set and so many people have been going through the franchise so it made sense to make this our franchise this year it's funny because the last time we did it i remember i haven't re-listened to that episode possibly ever certainly not since it came out um but i remember talking about what a drag it eventually became to go through these movies yep and it didn't become that for me this year until the very 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 end the last one i had to watch was the remake and it took me like three days to actually get through it. I was watching it in chunks because part of that is because I just have to keep watching stuff for podcasts or projects that I'm writing or whatever. So it was like, instead of being excited to watch it, it was an obligation. Part of that is I don't love the remake and maybe I was a little Friday the 13th out. But I think if you told me, well, now you got to watch two again, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a much better time this time around. I also did not re-listen to it. I toyed with that idea, but then I'd have to hear myself and <laughs> it was too much to bear. Um, but I had a much better time because I, I remember going in the last time we did it, going into it, I was pretty confident it was my favorite franchise. And then well, by the time we were done with the podcast, I had sworn off of Jason. That's how I, at least that's how I remember it. I remember it being more like homework the last time or this time yeah. it was a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, part of the problem is that, you know, there is that decline in quality the longer you go. But I like some of the movies on the tail end. Me too. Last time, did we only go through, what What did we go, did we go through everything or just did we go through Jason X? I feel like we just went through Jason X because when I was watching Freddy vs. Jason, I thought to myself, I don't remember us tackle, did we tackle that in the Nightmare franchise i have no memory <laughs> hopefully I, somebody I, listening will i don't know we've been doing this for way too long <laughs> yeah it's all running together but somebody listening might remember if I, I mean i know there's a separate episode with adam risky on freddie versus jason but i can't remember if you and i oh, have ever yeah. talked about freddie versus jason i don't remember either because i feel like i have not seen it well but then again we didn't do we haven't done nightmare in a while i don't know that's next that's year we cool. redo a nightmare is that the plan just i just want to keep not doing we haven't oh no we did child's play yeah we did we did child's play today i was like we never did child's play and then now i remembered that we did do child's play but um 
Yeah, hopefully Scream Factory puts out a Nightmare on Elm Street box set, mm-hmm. and that'll give us an excuse to it go through those 10. movies again. Yeah, and there's not 12 of them. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's a much easier, especially if they don't put Freddy vs. Jason in there. You're talking about just seven movies. So. Yeah. Much easier. Um, but thank you guys for an incredible Scary Movie Month. Thank you for all of your seven-word reviews in the Scary Movie Challenge. Obviously, we've been reading them on every episode. We're going to read some more in just a few minutes here, but uh, you guys have really kicked ass, and I, you know, I think these are some of the best ones yet. They've been incredibly entertaining and funny and clever and all the things that my reviews are not. Uh, thank you again to Miko for doing a daily tally and posting that to Twitter. That is uh, a thankless job, and so he deserves many, many thanks. Please make sure you guys thank Miko on Twitter. Agreed. Um, you want to read some seven-word reviews? Sure. All right. Uh, you want me to go first? Of course I do. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, on Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Kids Today with Silent Pornos and Waltzing. You son of a bitch. You took one of mine right off the bat. <laughs> I tried to go heavy on the Friday the 13th, since that's what we were talking about. Um, I picked a lot of Friday the 13th movies, and that one was one of my favorites. Um, all right. Jeff Quinn of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I'll have whatever Anthony Hopkins is having. <laughs> John Guts on the Adams Family has a family-friendly kind of horniness. <laughs> uh, Paul Calvert of Hellfest. White Whale of the smoke machine industry. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Uh, sorry, I'm stealing another Friday the 13th one, but Colin on Friday the 13th, 2009. Would have been cooler in a cane field. I think I... I think I had that one and then got rid of it in favor of another Cullen. Yes, I will have that coming up. Uh, There were two right in a row. And I took, I had that one and deleted it and went with the one right before it. So you didn't steal one of mine this time. Uh, Our very own JB of Hellraiser. Uncle Frank, argument for smaller pod quarantine. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy Wicket on In the Mouth of Madness. Frustrated, impatient, Sutter Kane post-map online. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marcus Killerby of Nightwatch. Mark Jones would love lead actor's penis. (laughs) You burnt lead actor of Nightwatch. Apparently you got that small dick. Uh, (laughs) I like a tiny wang. (laughs) Mike Haler? Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. On Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oldman bites actors while Hopkins chews scenery. Very nice. Um, I saw a bunch of people watching Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I didn't know if that was because of our podcast or if that was just a movie that they watch every October. I would like to think it's because of our podcast. Avi. There's the one you stole from me. So here's Miko Vinica of Friday the 13th, 2009. More gore than in An Inconvenient Truth. (laughs) Uh, Jeff K on Dr. Sleep thought bartender was Larry Fessenden entire time. <laughs> I love that cameo. Oh yeah. I still haven't watched the director's cut. Maybe that should be my Halloween view. That is my Halloween movie. Oh, more stealing from me. What is going on? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I need to, cause I haven't seen that movie since the theater and I really want to revisit it. Oh, hi Erica. Come on in. <laughs> 
Sorry. You son of a bitch. You made me a cuck. <laughs> a podcasting cuck. Jan Peters of Blood and Black Lace. I felt very underdressed while watching this. Noel on Halloween 78. That, that totally got uh, chewed up in the delivery, so I don't know what you said, but I think it's one that I have also, so I need you to read it again so I can get angry. Noelle on Halloween 78. Joan Crawford's daughter would have been fucked. Totally one of the ones that I had, and a great one. See, this is proof that uh, we have the same sense of humor and that these are so good that we are, they are undeniably good. Both of us keep picking the same ones, but I thought that one was really, really funny. Oh, I laughed so hard. Uh, Chris Cooper of Friday the 13th Part 7, A New Blood, a very strange Weekend at Bernie's sequel. <laughs> uh, Rosalie on The Night of the Hunter, Robert Mitchum can chase me any day. Kevin Weiler of The Beyond, I'm a doctor, now where's my gun? <laughs> uh, Will Benson on A Nightmare on Elm Street, I've had good dreams about cake stairs. <laughs> cake stairs. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, Louis Viljean of Saw 4, The New Kids on the Ice Block. <laughs> um, I had one more. Did I not pick enough? I have a couple more, but that's fine. You All stole right, most of mine, so I have well, I fewer than I had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our very own Rob on Fun Size. Almost everything that happens is the felony. <laughs> um, Ronan C. of Little Evil. How little is this evil? Mark Jones. <clears throat> Here's my call-in for Jason X, where nobody can hear you scream, eh? <laughs> uh, big, I missed that one. Big boy recliner. It was literally right above the one that you read. I was so focused on the one <laughs> that I read. Uh, big boy recliner of Friday the 13th, part eight. If Mike Tyson's punch-out had fatality feature. <laughs> Daniel Epler of Friday the 13th, part two. Almost flawless. Needs more Vicky and Mark, which I completely mm. agree with. Yeah, totally. Uh, our very own Rosalie Lewis of 1408, Cusack's career still stuck in this room. <laughs> you burnt, Cusack. You burnt, Lloyd Dobler. Alex Zyre of Holidays. More like hollow, when will this be over? <laughs> and Mac McIntyre, who's watched maybe more movies than anyone else this month. The Boy, hey. 2016. That Lauren Cohen is quite a doll. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Did I tell you I made our kids watch The Boy? I mean, I didn't make them, but... Uh, I heard you mention that on the last... Oh, I talked about that on the show. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, and they were freaked out by it. Yeah, they still are talking about Brahms. (laughs) Which I see as a win. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I'll get to me torturing my children when we uh, discuss what I've seen lately. Oh, we're there. Oh, hey. It's that time, Mike. Have you seen anything scary lately? Uh, Yeah, I showed my kid the boy. Um, Oh, nice. I'm kidding. I was just trying to steal from you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've seen... I had a good month. I didn't... I feel like last... I feel like I went through this last time. I didn't have that one sort of breakout movie. Um, No, I didn't either. Part of that, I think, is because at one point early in the month i decided i'm gonna watch a lot of like sequels that either i haven't seen in a while or had never seen um so that proved to be interesting like <laughs> blair witch 2 Ooh. uh 
howling to. Hey now, with, you had a very with, funny review of that. No, I, it was so it was so the obvious one. <laughs> I tried. I was like trying to figure out how in seven words I could make a "do not remove under the penalty of law" label they put on mattresses joke. <laughs> but it, no matter how I tried, I couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, hold on. I like. But yeah, uh, Jaws 2 was fun. Okay, so Blair Witch 2 is I really didn't like. Wishmaster 2 I really didn't like. Howling 2 I really didn't like. Jaws 2 is fine. I think Jaws 2's biggest, one of its biggest issues is, is it's not Jaws. Sure. That makes sense? That's the issue with a lot of movies, I find. Shh, that it's not Jaws? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times true. I'm watching a movie, I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't Jaws? <laughs> um... I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's great, but I had more fun than I uh, thought I would. I don't think I've ever seen it. I know I've seen three. I'm not sure I've seen four. I have like a DVD three pack of like Jaws 2, 3, and 4 that one of these days I need to just go through. But I don't know that I've ever seen Jaws 2. So it's fine. I, my, here's my Jaws 4 story. And maybe it's probably not interesting to anybody, but my, for those who don't know, my father is blind. And when I was, when did Jaws 4 come out? Uh, 87, maybe? Okay, so I would have been nine. Really? Was it 87? Maybe 86? Jaws 4, 87, you're right. Hey, okay, look at me. So I was nine years old. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, I'm the youngest of seven by a mile. So by the time my parents got to me, they just given up. And they, they brought me to anything and everything. They went to movies all the time. And so Jaws 4, we decided to go see. And spoilers for the beginning of that movie. I won't give away the character, but a character gets viciously mauled by a shark. And my mom, we were like, just showed up on time. So she sat myself and my dad in the theater. And she went to get popcorn and drinks and stuff. So I... A nine-year-old boy is describing to my blind father in detail the shark mauling the character that I will not name. And that's my memory of, of Jaws 4. It's the only thing I remember is just trying to keep up with the carnage on the screen and just thinking about like, if anybody was around us. Uh, so Jaws two was Jaws two was fun, but the most fun I had was I actually t- tackled two other franchises. I feel oh my like gosh! Podcast. Um, my family got me the Omen box set for Christmas, and I hadn't opened it yet. So I watched that, and I watched the Psycho franchise. Okay. Uh, both were a ton of fun. Are you a fan of? I know you like the Psycho movies, correct? I do. I think I like all of the Psycho movies. Uh, I do too, and I like uh, all the Omen movies. It turns out not so much for that's the one, but maybe you've seen the Omen, correct? I have seen the Omen, and I've never seen any of the sequels. They were surprisingly good. I I found like each movie had at least one uh, sort of oh shit moment, pretty memorable set piece death um you know classy movies i i really i enjoy them a lot more than that than i thought i would right. i've always been a fan of the original 
Um, it was as is your mom. I know <laughs> she is. I actually <laughs> thought of I thought of you the other day because I'm talking to my mom about. Uh, she was talking to me about what she was watching on AMC, and then she was like, "What is the name of that home invasion movie with Naomi Watts?" And I was like, "Funny Games." You've talked about that movie. Remember, like my mom went through that weird funny game period. I do remember that, yeah. Where she talked about it a lot. Yeah, she's back on that because because last that was a few days ago. Then last night, she's like, I told your sister to watch Funny Game. <laughs> your mom's a huge Haneke fan. <laughs> she is, uh, yeah. But yeah, so the, both of those franchises were uh, just a lot of fun. Would have been great. <laughs> Would have been great to do podcasts on. <laughs> we could have done Psycho, yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, but we just did the remake, so that that kind of yeah, exactly. Did you go as far as the remake, or did you stop at four? No, I stopped at four, but after, especially after listening to your podcast, I plan on trying to squeeze the remake in Saturday morning, maybe. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know, like I don't know what else to say about them. Like all, but both of those franchises were, were both super enjoyable. I was. Uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think I think didn't like Ryan Turk was a big Omen guy. Uh, sure. <laughs> I want to say I can't remember. Um, yeah, I want to say he was a big fan. Uh, the Psycho movies are are really good. I really liked uh, Mick Harrison's four. It's really strong. I just saw it for the first time when the Blu-ray came out and yeah. was surprised at how good it was and reminded me how much I like Henry Thomas. Not that, yeah. you know, Mike Flanagan's movies have been doing that too, but it's like right. this was a period where I don't feel like we were seeing a lot of Henry Thomas and he's just always good. Yeah. No, he was terrific. And Gary Strick did the hell out of it. Yeah. For sure. um, so that was a lot of fun. We also uh, tried to, like, so we've been showing our, trying to figure out what to show our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my eight-year-old is the one who's very, um, very curious and into all, you know, spooky movie stuff. Yeah. And at first I thought it was just sort of, because my, my 12-year-old daughter is petrified of everything. Right. And the first to admit it, she told you that story about how she saw the first five minutes of it. Yeah. Um, and it didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty intense first five minutes to be fair. It absolutely is. But my eight year old at first, I thought she just liked the idea that she could handle something that her sister couldn't. Mm -hmm. But it's like a genuine, it's a genuine thing with her. She's just always asking like what she could watch when she can watch it. So, so please don't, you know, call the authorities on my wife and I, we, 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 I feel like we know what we're doing, but we've, we've been testing the boundaries a little bit with them and they, so last year, Mia, my eight-year-old, uh, my Christy was watching Shaun of the Dead and just had it on in the background and wasn't, would you know tell Mia to close her eyes, whatever, but was not paying attention for the Day of the Dead tribute scene. Oh, um, right. But Mia saw all of that. Oh, boy. And uh, talked about it quite a bit. So, th- <laughs> so, so this year rolled around and Mia asked if we could watch Shaun of the Dead as a family. And I just thought like, well, She's already survived that scene, and I could tell Evie, my older one, when to close her eyes. So we watched. So we did. We watched Shaun of the Dead as a family. Okay. It was a huge hit. And really? Me, okay. Yeah, I was very surprised by it. Like they were. Mia still talks about the gag where Simon Pegg says he's going to go check to see if the coast is clear, and he climbs the little ladder. Okay. We just see his feet as yeah. he climbs, and then it's just that great, like, and then his feet come down. Um, 
So yeah, Shaun of the Dead was a big, a big hit. Again, probably completely inappropriate, but uh, they really uh, loved except it. For that, the, except for the the Day of the Dead gag, I don't think there's anything that's too disturbing in that movie, is there? No, there, there's not. There's there's really not. I just um, the Day of the Dead gag is yeah. That's that's pretty <laughs> intense. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is very intense. So yeah, they had to close their eyes for that one, but for the most part, um, they really enjoyed it. Uh, Lost Boys was a big hit. Okay. Uh, you showed your kids Lost Boys, right? We took them to the drive-in and saw Lost Boys. Oh, that's right. That's even cooler. Yeah. Uh, no, they they like that. They like that a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else we we showed them. Uh, oh, <laughs> this one was a little more inappropriate because I I didn't remember everything. So like some of the dialogue is inappropriate, but uh, we were like, well, they survived Shaun of the Dead, so we showed them Tucker and Dale. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it in years. I hadn't seen it in years either. And it's still very funny. It loses a little steam toward the end, but it's still really, really funny. And again, like they, they really, you know, my oldest, again, she just, she spends the whole time screaming and covering her eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for the most part, that played, that played really well too. Alan Tudyk, they just like, every time he opened his mouth, they were cracking up. He's really funny. So, is Evie, she's not handling the gore well? Like, horror comedy sounds like it's going over okay, but if there's gore, yeah. she doesn't want to see it? Yeah, like, she doesn't want to see any of that, because she... <laughs> yes. And again, like, I would try to warn her ahead of time. Uh, but, some, like, especially, like, Shaun of the Dead, I know, like, the back of my hand, that was easy, but Tucker and Dale, I did not. I, there's some, a lot, you know, a lot of it I remember, but some of it, uh, not as much. Yeah. So, yeah, anytime there's any sort of gore gag. She can't handle that. She can't handle any type of suspense. Um, we watched my not this month, but we watched my cousin Vinny, and when they <laughs> when when uh, when 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 it starts when they start at the end when Joe Pesci starts putting everything together while the witnesses are on the stand, she couldn't handle that. Oh my like, gosh! She was like, oh, she was. She's like, I have goosebumps. <laughs> well, it was very funny. Uh, we're just we're getting to the point where we're testing movies that we maybe normally wouldn't. But uh, again, especially my you know, Mia is just so like hungry for these kind of movies that, um, yeah, um, you know, seeing what you know what what they respond to, what they like. Again, Mia can handle. Mia can handle quite a bit, but like then you show her, um, oh, is it the hole? Which which is the Joe Dante? Did you guys watch that here? No, remember she? I watched there, and then she had to, she had to go somewhere. Christy came and picked her up. Oh yeah, that's right. And it drove her insane that she missed it. Oh so no! We, so we watched it here. Okay. And like when the little girl like crawls back into the hole. Like that was the first time that I've ever witnessed me. I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's see if uh, Good Luck Charlie's on." <laughs> what uh, was Good Luck Charlie on? It's always on. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, Disney Plus. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, no, we're more of a Lim and Maddie house, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's it's been a fun month, and it's been fun to to again start to explore some of these movies with the kids. 
even though one child is way more into it than the other yeah, one. That's kind of how it is in our house, but I I think I'm a little overzealous in terms of how much my younger daughter is into this stuff. Like I think she's way into it because we go see the Lost Boys and she's like, It's my favorite movie and I'm like, Great, this is the gateway. Now we can start showing them other stuff and she's still pretty resistant to a lot of stuff, so We've been watching stuff all month, but I'm out of, like, PG, PG-13 uh, options. You know, the, even the boy was pushing it because I thought, well, it's PG-13. They'll handle it. And it was like, oh, that was too intense for them. So my dreams like, of showing them it are not going to be realized this year. Yeah, and again, like, the R's that we have shown them have been, you know, like, Shaun of the Dead and Tucker and Dale, a little more comedic. Like, right. they can handle... You know, we, they watch. We watched every season of Face Off together. So, like, especially like with Evie, I had to be like, "Hey, this is just like Face Off." Remember? Right. Um, yeah. Again, maybe terrible parenting, but they. Uh, it's been. I don't know. It's selfishly. It's been. It's. It's been fun, but I don't. But yeah, there's still. So Mia's big thing is like she'll bring up a movie and be like, "Okay, how old do I need to be to see this?" There's <laughs> a running list in her head of like, "Okay, when I'm 12, I can watch." whatever Halloween, wow. whatever. you know what i mean uh so yeah no that that's been that's been fun between that and the like like i said the omen and psycho franchises you had a good um, month I mean, yeah i did have a good month good. again there wasn't that one that one standout but uh it wasn't it, it was not a chore okay good I didn't really have any, like, discoveries this month. I didn't have one that really popped. I didn't even have really one that I watched with Erica. Last year we watched something like 60 movies or something, and uh, there were, like, standouts because she was discovering stuff for the first time, like The Thing or The Fog or The Sentinel. And we just got to watch way fewer movies this year because of work and life and pandemic stuff and didn't really have any of those big discoveries we got to do our marathon which was super fun um but even in that we didn't have any like major discoveries i wouldn't say because we didn't watch too many new things um but my yeah my month never really felt like a chore i didn't get to watch as much as i would have liked and i didn't have like i really wanted to watch the wolf of snow hollow i think it's called yes uh, and I haven't yet. It just became rentable. I didn't want to buy it sight unseen, but I think as of like yesterday or today, it's rentable now. So maybe that's what we'll watch on Halloween. I don't know. You guys have a tradition, right? What do you watch on Halloween? Do you watch Halloween? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, I'm in basic again. <laughs> and you won't let the kids see Halloween. No, it's, one Evie, like I said, can't handle suspense. And oh that movie, yeah, There's... that movie would, would break her. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty bloodless. It is, except for the nudity. I don't know yeah. what you wouldn't it's, let it's Mia nudity, see. Right, it's the nudity that always popped up, but in my head, I mean, what is nudity not? <laughs> head, but, yeah. Um. Yeah, we always watch. We always watch Halloween. Okay. Anything that you're going to pair that with? Well, yeah, I want to watch uh, to steal from you. I wanted to watch the director's cut of Doctor. Oh, that's right. We just talked about that. You stealing um, from me again? Yeah, again. Um, do you have, and we ahead. can this for the end. But do you have like November? Do you have movies already set aside? Like, come November first, I'm going to start 
punching these out. Yeah, the new Sofia Coppola movie on Apple TV, um, we, uh, which is called uh, On the Rocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact title, but we got to watch that. We got to watch The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Um, we cheated and watched Borat. It was the one non-horror movie that I watched this month. So we already mm-hmm. saw Borat Did too. You like it? I thought it was fine. You know, I think okay. the 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 girl that plays his daughter is the MVP because that's what I've heard. Well, because it's like she's improvising and keeping up with him. She's as fearless as him, and she's a kid, you know. And so yeah, it, you can't imagine there's another one of him in the world, but she's keeping up with him every step, <laughs> which is very impressive. Um, and she's really funny and very good. Uh, the movie I thought was fine. You know, I was okay. I, I didn't laugh as much as I remember laughing in the original. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we watched Excision. Have you seen Excision? No, I have not. It's good. It's on Amazon Prime right now. You should watch it. It's like 80 minutes. And oh, I, love that. I had seen it before, but for whatever reason, we put it on our list of movies to watch this month. Um, it's Ricky Bates. I'm a fan of Ricky Bates, and yeah. it, it was his first movie. Uh, the, I think originally when I saw it, I like took issue with Annalyn McCord's performance because she makes some real choices about like, well, I'm going to play a weirdo like this and pushes a little hard on the I'm a weirdo. But I liked it a lot better this time, and I had a lot more sympathy for her character this time. So, okay. yeah, it's it's a really... It's a really strong movie. I like all of his movies. I even liked his most recent, the name of which I can't remember, (laughs) but it was Amanda Crew and Robert Patrick in like a Airbnb movie. I reviewed it on the site and don't remember the name of it right now. (laughs) So good job, me. Uh, It's out there for anybody who wants to look up the title of it. But um, I had to watch a couple of Fulci Giallo movies for an episode of Corpse Club that I was doing with Heather, and that got me in a Fulci mood. So I felt like, well, because one of them was the New York Ripper, and I put on that new, it's not the actual 4K disc, because I don't have a 4K setup, but it's the 4K restoration Blu-ray that came out last year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I do. Have you watched it? Uh, Not the 4K, no. But I've seen the New York Ripper. Yeah. The, this restoration is, like, unbelievable. I can't even imagine what the actual 4K disc looks like. The restoration is so good. It's like you watch it, you can't imagine it looking any better. And so that made me want to watch the 4K restoration of House by the Cemetery, which I yeah. owned but hadn't, hadn't watched yet. And uh, was talked about a lot on the Screen Drafts podcast mm-hmm. when they did their Fulci draft a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I ranked all the Fulci movies a couple of years ago. I think I put it at number three. I would still probably keep it at number three, but it could edge out city of the living dead as like my second favorite. It gets better every single time I watch it. That's that was on my list. I think I texted you earlier this month about Fulci. Um, and yeah, I wanted to, uh, go back to a bunch of his movies. I just, you know, when you got howling two to watch, <laughs> well, you got to show the kids think? some Fulci. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I think they're no, ready. He's, he's he's terrific. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch besides House by the Cemetery? Oh, um, I rewatched Two Evil Eyes, which is half George Romero and half Dario Argento, and God, I want to love it more than I do, based on the 
people involved. Uh, <laughs> right. But that was another one of those blue underground restorations. So I was like, well, I got to check that out. And I'm getting ready to do a whole Argento retrospective. So I wanted to make sure that I snuck that in. Isn't Harvey Keitel in that? Yeah, he's in the Argento half. Yeah. The Romero half is Adrian Barbeau uh, doing the case of... I can't remember. It's the they do the same story in Tales of Terror with Vincent Price and Basil Rathbone. It's the last story in Tales of Terror, and so that's the one that okay. Romero is remaking. And then uh, Fulci is re, or Fulci Argento is remaking the Black Cat. For oh, the, that's awesome for the twentieth time. Um, yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's super worth seeing just because each one is like a little Masters of Horror episode. You know, they're each an hour long, and there's definitely highlights in both. I found myself a little more drawn to the Romero half than the Argento half, but I think it's worth seeing. I just wish I absolutely loved it, and I don't. I just kind of like it. Oh, yeah. I have plenty of those. Yeah. Just based on the directors involved, it should be like the greatest movie ever made, and it's not. Um, And then we watched Casper, because like I said, I'm looking for PG and PG-13 movies to watch this month with the kids. And um, you've seen Casper, right? Uh, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, it's super weird that Casper wants to fuck Christina Ricci, right? <laughs> Wasn't that weird? That was my that was my takeaway this time. Was like, <laughs> why did we need the subplot where like he has a crush on her and wants to turn into Devin Sawa and kiss her and like why does there need to be this? young romance between her and Casper, the friendly ghost. Like there's plenty of other directions we could have taken this story. The movie has about six plots. Um, and it, you know, it's interesting in terms of what it has to say about grief and moving on, especially because the director, Brad Silberling had lived through this tragedy where his girlfriend was famously murdered. She was the girl from my sister, Sam, and she was murdered. Um, so every time I watch one of Brad Silberling's movies, I'm like, okay, how does that tragedy sort of factor in? And in Casper, it's very much the text of the movie. Uh, Bill Pullman's always great, obviously. So it's fun to see him yeah. change into a ghost for a little while. But I just thought that romance thing was so weird. Like, why does Casper, why did we have to make a movie in which Casper wants to fuck? <laughs> I didn't even, I don't. And Christina Ricci, when was Casper? 95? She's playing 12 or 13. She's in middle school, so... Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I got nothing. All right. All right, and with that, let's start talking about the Friday the 13th franchise, which I think we've said in the past is both of our favorite franchises, even though... Every other franchise has better movies in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every other franchise, they're, you know, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, their first movies, sometimes second movies, are probably better than any movie in this franchise, right? But um, this franchise is so, I don't know, just kind of consistent. Yeah, rewatchable. <laughs> so rewatchable. Um, yeah, and I love it. Um, one of the things we were going to do was rank them. Should we save that to the end or should we start there? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I thought 
maybe that's how we would discuss it. But I, but you know, you're the boss. I don't care. You want to talk about it that way? I literally lost my ranking uh, because we've had to do so many restarts here <laughs> that when I restarted my computer, the ranking disappeared. So now I just have to try to do it from memory. Well, I, I'll, okay. Well, I'll do whatever you want. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with yours while I reconfigure mine. Okay. Uh, like we talked about before we started recording, or who knows, maybe we were recording and it's just lost. But we were, I, I said like the, the, my top four or five, I feel are pretty locked in, but the rest are just, like I'm, I'm not real happy with the bottom of the list. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like it could change with my mood. But I will say, I don't know. It just feels so cheap. <laughs> but, but I, I feel like my bottom one, my twelfth, is Jason takes Manhattan. Mine too. Okay. Like my apologies to Brent because uh, I know he loves that movie. But yeah, it's just, uh, and it's not because you know I, you know maybe if I was seeing it in the theater for the first time thinking I'm going to get a 90 minutes of Jason in Manhattan. Um, like, I don't even care about that anymore that he's, you know, not, he's on a boat for much of the time. I just, it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, there's no one to glom on to. There's no one I care about. Uh, you know, go ahead. No, just the, yeah, the characters are, kind of dull and boring and at that point it, it started a little bit taking a page from a nightmare on elm street where it was like every character is defined by one thing so we have guitar girl and video camera guy and uh what's the boxing guy you know otherwise just like well he's black um it's a boring i don't know i i wish i liked it more because i know there are people that love that movie Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it placing weirdly high in the Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th Super Draft on screen drafts because <laughs> yeah. I think Graham Skipper is like a big fan of it. Um, I just, I can't be. And, I, and I, I toyed with the idea of placing it higher just because a lot of times I would rather watch any of the Paramount movies yeah. than any of yeah. the New Line stuff that came after. Like, at least it's OG Friday the 13th, but... I just don't love it, and uh, and there's a reason that I don't love it that goes along with it that maybe I'll save for our discussion of seven. But uh, I've, like you, I've reconciled the fact that, like, yeah, it doesn't really take place that much in Manhattan. The stuff that's in Manhattan isn't that interesting. I just, I there are very specific things that I want from a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Um, and one of them is like Jason at Camp Crystal Lake. So anything else you want to say about eight or do we just move on? We can move on. I think that's part of the problem. I don't, I don't know what else to say about eight. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's not my favorite. I could watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, I probably revisit it more than some of the new line ones, but I don't like it as much as some of the new line ones. Right. But I'm yeah. exactly like you in that. I'm like ride or die for a certain set of movies and everything after that could be in almost any order. 
Yeah, like a few of these I feel like uh, is how you talk about Halloween 2, how you one one time you'll watch it and you'll be like, I really like Halloween 2. And then you'll watch it again a year later and you're like, yeah, I don't like it that much. <laughs> right? Like I, I, I feel like some of these movies, some of these like toward the bottom, I, I go back and forth on. Um, yeah, I, I to one degree or another, I like all of them except my bottom two. Okay, I I same here. I just I think it's yeah to the degree. Um, like I'll go right to it. Like my next one that I, I've always wanted to champion that I don't totally dislike, but did not play very well for me this time is Jason Goes to Hell. Interesting. Okay. Um, no, yeah, see, I'm already fucking up. No, I would say Freddy vs. Jason would be next. Oh, okay. And then Jason goes to hell. So, so sorry. So my number 11 would actually be Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. A movie that I just don't... Uh, I've never really connected with. Um, I find as I get older, Freddy to be more grating. <laughs> Especially in Freddy vs. Jason. Yes. Robert Anglin is really hamming it up in that movie. <laughs> he is, and I love Robert Anglin. Um, and but yeah, I'm definitely Team Jason uh, in that movie. But it just, you know, it's I don't know, it's it's a frustrating movie to me because I, you know, I I understand like every movie that gets made is a miracle and it goes through a bunch of different versions and blah blah blah. But but I know how how hard they tried and how long it took to get to this and it's the what we got from Freddy vs. Jason to me is just so it's so blah yeah I only have it I only have it one spot higher um have you ever read did you read Slash of the Titans I have it on my nightstand right now so I haven't gotten to it yet but it's coming up in my rotation You'll need a microscope to read it. Because... I hate the print. Like <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I'm taking my time. It's so weirdly small. Um, yeah, I read it, and it honestly gave me new appreciation for Freddy vs. Jason because I've never been a big fan of it. Okay. But after reading that book, I was like, oh, well, the version we got might be the best possible version because all the other ideas that they had were kind of terrible. But in all of them, it's interesting that Jason was the more sympathetic one no matter who was writing it no matter what story they were telling jason was always kind of the good guy and freddie the bad guy i like that part of it um yeah but i i don't know again i haven't read it i haven't read it yet but i just i thought like i've heard some of the stories about some of the ideas and at the very least they sound interesting this one so um there's just there's nothing to it yeah do you know what i mean yeah 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 no it's very basic it's literally just like uh i don't know they but i will say watching it this time and and i'm like you i'm not a huge fan i don't love a lot of the cg i don't love a lot of the directorial choices that ronnie Yu makes but I will say there's that first moment where they come at each other in the burning boiler room that I was like, ooh, cool. That's what I want out of this movie, you know, is that moment. It's fun when they fight, I think. I enjoy watching them beat the shit out of each other. I, I will give you that because it did pop into my head that it's one of the few movies that 
um, I I perked up more at the end than I did yeah. earlier in the movie. Yeah. yeah, when they finally when they finally do fight, which you know maybe is all I can ask for. I do, you know, and everything leading up to it. By the time you know, it also probably didn't help that it's you know one of the uh, you know the eleventh movie I watched. Right. Um. But I just yeah, it didn't it didn't. I don't love it. No, I don't either. Like I said, it's only one spot higher. Because my 11 is uh, part seven, the new blood, um, which again, I feel bad about because I wish that I could put the Paramount movies at least in the top eight. Um, and I just can't because I, I don't love the new blood. I thought maybe I would gain new appreciation for it on this viewing. Um, I'm still not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about zombie Jason in general. Because any movie where he's a zombie is ranked a little lower on my list than it probably should be. I The idea of him facing a telekinetic is kind of interesting, and I know the movie was gutted. I don't really like any of the characters. I find them generic. I find the setup pretty forgettable. Just, we're at a house waiting for a surprise party. Like, oh, that's kind of dumb. Um, and maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it now if I haven't. I love Kane Hodder. I love him as a human being. I find him to be a great interview. I find him to be a great champion of the genre. He's a big fan of everything that he does. He's enthusiastic. He carried the torch for this movie, for, for, for this character for many, many years. I will forever be grateful to him for that. I don't really like his take on Jason. I am not a Kane Hodder Jason guy. Can you pinpoint why? I don't really like the sort of heavy breathing, big hulking, lumbering Jason. I yeah. prefer a slightly faster, more nimble Jason. Um, so I love that he played the character for so many movies. I love that he loved playing this character, that this is like his big passion. But I prefer like earlier Jasons. I I love the I love the like the aesthetic of of his Jason. I like um you know, I, especially in the, in this one. I love the like torn clothes and the wet look. Um he just looks more like a monster. Okay. Uh and I yeah, I really I really respond to that. And I I think um I'm going to contradict myself later, but I but I do like the the sort of uh, yeah, I guess you can call him Zombie Jason, but I just think of him as like a like a shark. Like he's just right, you know, never not moving. And um, yeah, he's he's like a scarier Jason to me, uh, and I do very much like like his Jason. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I, I'm I feel bad because I feel like I'm going to betray all my uh, new blood <laughs> brethren <laughs> out there. But it's not my favorite. Wait a second, Friday movie. Um, for a lot of the reasons you you said, but but some of the, but one of the things I do really like is Kane, um, and his version his version of Jason. Um, and I like that it's it does not all work. I, I totally understand it, but I like a lot of the telekinesis stuff. I like that they tried giving him a foe. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe on equal footing. Well, um, uh, again, every Friday the Thirteenth movie 
is going to be somebody's favorite because everybody wants different things out of a Friday the 13th movie. Right. So we all have our aesthetic that we prefer. We all have our Jason that we prefer. We like him to be a certain way. We like him to look a certain way. We like him to move a certain way. And nobody's wrong for their preference. So for a lot of people, Kane Hodder is their Jason, right? He is the definitive Jason Voorhees. And I don't begrudge anybody that. I just have a preference that isn't that. No, I totally understand. Um, and I actually I came away from this with maybe a new favorite Jason who's not Kane Hodder. Okay. Uh, but I, but I very much again because I'm nothing if not basic. I, I'm, I love Kane Hodder again for all the reasons you said, but I also think his Jason kicks ass. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I like New Blood. It was a little, it was a little more in the middle for me. Okay. Again, I again I feel <laughs> I like legitimately felt bad when I was ranking these. Because famously, if you're just hearing this show for the first time, everybody, famously, the last time we did the Friday the 13th franchise, Mike kind of tossed away that this was his favorite, and I have used it against him for, I don't know, eight years. Uh, and I also have no memory of it. On his birthday every year, I post images from Friday the 13th Part 7. Nobody's ever called attention to it. Oh, I've noticed it. Uh, I figured you did, <laughs> but like uh, for the scary movie challenge every year on October 10th, it's an image from Friday the 13th part seven, just for Mike. And I appreciate that again, which is why I feel horrible about this. <laughs> I like it, but it's not my favorite. All right. So your 11 is Freddy versus Jason. My 11 is the new blood. What is your 10? Well, then it would be Jason goes to hell. Okay. Uh, again, a movie like I just in my memory, I like it. I always thought I liked it a lot more and I don't dislike it, but this time it did not play for me quite as much. And it has nothing to do with the fact that it's not Jason. Um, I just didn't, I, you know, I don't know if I had like a little bit of Friday fatigue by the time I got to it. Sure. Um, but it just, it did not, it was the slowest of all of them for me this time around. And like, you know, I, I dig a lot of the, a lot of the gore gags and, you know, I like I like the beginning. Um, but, uh, you know, Creighton Duke character just <laughs> on me and, uh, yeah, it also doesn't have great characters, you know, and that's, it's funny you know. because I think a lot of people who rip on these movies would rip on the fact that like the characters are all generic and none of these movies have great characters. But if you're a fan of this franchise, you genuinely love in particular for me. And I think I can speak for you in this regard. Um, the characters from the first couple movies, like oh, yeah. we love them. They're likable. Uh, we, even though they're fodder to be killed, it's like, I'm a fan of most of the counselors, in the early movies and in some of the later movies, the characters just become more interchangeable, more generic. And that's, you know, kind of true of Jason goes to hell as well, mm -hmm. except for Creighton Duke. He's definitely a standout. He is <laughs> for better or worse. He's a standout. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't love the John LeMay character either. Yeah. I just, I found everyone pretty grating in it. And I just, I don't know. It, it didn't, sit well with me this time. But again, this is like a Halloween two for me. I could watch it, you know, next year and be like, no, I really like Jason. <laughs> I think I liked it less than I remembered liking it, watching it this time. 
Um, so maybe it is a Halloween two situation for me as well, but I did rank it higher. Okay. Um, so we're at, so that your, was my 10. That was your 10. My 10 is Freddy versus Jason. What is your nine? My nine, I have written down as, yeah, I guess I'm sticking with this. I'm going with the 2009 remake. We match again. Hey, <laughs> Uh, I watched this last night, but okay, this is what I alluded to earlier. I don't know, and maybe again, because I just watched this last night, that Derek Mears isn't my, I don't know, I feel like a crazy person saying he's my favorite Jason, but I think he's a, I love his Jason. That was um, my kind of takeaway from that this time as well, and it actually ranked a little higher than I expected it to because of that. Yeah, Exactly. Um, I, you know, cause he's doing a lot of the things that you had said earlier that you'd like in your Jason. Um, he, you know, he's, he's not zombie Jason. He's, he's right. running. I, I even like, like, I love the, like the moments where we get, where we get to see him clean up, <laughs> um, you know, all the stuff that we never get to see in the other movies, like him actually like dragging the bodies away, right. sharpening his knife. Uh, and I think like, Kane Hodder's version of Jason doing those same things would seem way off and super strange, but like, but I totally bought Derek Mears' uh, version. He's, he seemed like a person, like a human, right? Uh, and he's yeah, he stole the show for me in this movie. Otherwise, it's pretty. Uh, I could take the remake or leave it. Uh, I like a lot of these movies. I do find it very watchable, and of those of those remakes at that time, it's. It's up there for me, but um, I don't think it's great. But I think he's pretty great. It's directed well enough. Um, it has some decent kills, if that's kind of what you're in it for. It yeah. plays a lot like a greatest hits. You know, I don't understand why in remaking Friday the 13th, why they wouldn't set it at Camp Crystal Lake, like with counselors, um, because that's kind of what the franchise is famous for. And instead, they just kind of remake part four. Right. Which is yeah. a weird choice. Um, the cast is, you know, very good looking because it's a Michael Bay production. Uh, it, it ranks high just for the presence of Juliana Gill. Like, <laughs> yeah, just her being in the movie are automatically, you know, gets it a little bit higher than some of these other movies. But I just... I don't love it, uh, but like you, I, I came away really appreciating the Derek Mears Jason. And part of that is yeah. because I'm sure we have affection for Derek Mears, just because he's another one of these guys who's super personable and likable and a big champion of the yeah. genre. And it's like, we are rooting for Derek Mears, so to watch him kind of kick ass as Jason is like, hey, that's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would love to see if they ever do make another one. Uh, I'd love to see him get to reprise it. But we'll see. I don't know that they're ever going to make another one. <laughs> I don't, I don't it doesn't seem like it. They just cannot get their shit together. Although I have not watched, I know there's those fan films, Never Hike Alone, which I never watched, and then they just released another one, Lynette Never Hike Alone in the Snow or something. Did yes, you, I was actually wanted to watch that before this, but uh, Howling 2. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, your sister is a werewolf taking precedence. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my nine as well. What is your eight? Okay. This is where I really start to, I think my eight is Jason X. 
Okay. Um, again, like again, another Halloween two because I feel like last time I watched Jason X, I was not feeling it. I had a lot more fun with it uh, this time around. Yeah, your seven word review was about how it clicked for you this time. Yeah, uh, it did. Like at least, again, much I went into it not expecting it to. Um, yeah, I just I thought it was a lot more fun. I noticed things I didn't notice before. Like I didn't know like. I didn't. I have seen this movie, I don't know, three, four times now, and I don't think I'd ever noticed before that like what wakes Jason up is all the couples fucking around. <laughs> uh, like that really made me laugh. Um, yeah, this is like one of the more fun, one of the more fun Jasons. And again, and there's a lot of Kane Hodder in it, yeah. a lot of Jason in it, which, which I which I like. Um, and you know, it's got that famous frozen head kill which is pretty great um well yeah i I just you know i i liked it once i get past the sci-fi channel aesthetic um because i really feel its budget yeah it's uh it's fun it really does feel like a sci-fi channel movie uh but i too like it i've been a fan of it for several years I, i i wasn't crazy about it when i saw it when it played in theaters in like 2001, right? Is it 2001? I believe it's 2001. Okay. I didn't really like it. And I think I kind of wrote about this cause I wrote about the movie years ago as a take two column where I revisit movies and see, you know, if, if I've changed the way that I feel about them. And at the time that I saw it in 2001, I thought it needed to be way more meta. It needed to be more like the one scene on the, hollow deck where the you know they make the two campers appear and right we we love premarital sex like it's a really funny scene and i thought more of the movie needed to be self-aware in that way and then when i rewatched it for the column i was like actually i appreciate the fact that it's like it's just self-aware enough but it's not constantly mm-hmm. making jokes and winking at the camera and like see right. get it we're a friday the 13th movie and it's post scream so we need to be self-referential all the time like it's just doing that enough like you said where he gets woken up by the people fucking around and stuff like but what i really like about it is i like the characters and i like the fact that they kind of their first instinct is to band together yeah instead of separate the way that they do in every other friday the 13th movie that it's like we'll work together to survive and i really like this the the android character Yes. I can't remember her name, but I really like her. I would be willing to watch, you know, if it was a sci-fi original, like if they started, if they made a movie about, okay, and now here's this crew and they're going to go off and encounter somebody else in space. Like I would watch that show. Yeah, me too. If this was a sci-fi pilot, you know. Um, And I think that's what brings me back to it is that it's, it's very, it's fun and it's really got a likable cast. Where is it on your list? It is a little higher. My eight is Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. Um, For reasons that we've kind of already outlined, I appreciate the invention. I really like what Adam Marcus does with the direction. You can tell he's just this young horror nerd who was really hungry and really tried his best with, you know, an idea that people rejected. And I understand it. Um I think it was Elric who said this movie would be better liked if there was no Jason in it. Uh, 
And and the fact that it's supposed to be the last Friday the 13th, at the time, I could see why people would hate it, because as the last Friday, it's like, well, there's no Jason in it. Now that there's been several since then, we can all kind of reevaluate it and say, like, well, it's not as bad as its reputation, and it's kind of fun, and it has really great gore. That tent kill is, like, a top ten. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just find it very entertaining, but... I did like it less this time than my memory of it. It had been a number of years since I last revisited it. And Aww. so maybe it, maybe it is another Halloween 2 situation. I rem- I have this memory of uh, my uh, Adam Thost and I were friends with this kid, Brian, and his older brother, Pat, went and saw um, Jason Goes to Hell in the theater. And I remember him coming home and I like, I couldn't, I couldn't reach him quick enough to, to be like, <laughs> Tell me everything. And he told me the ending. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. My brain melted. (laughs) Having him explain to me what happened, I could not get over it. Like, oh. Yeah, pretty amazing. There's a really good interview. Did you watch the interview with Adam Marcus on the disc? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. I didn't have a chance to go through many of the bonus features or listen to the commentaries or anything like that because obviously we had to watch 12 movies um, just for this podcast, but I did watch most of the Adam Marcus interview and it's really good. I, I remember him being really good in Crystal Lake Memories. Um, yeah. I thought all that stuff was really interesting because he and Cunningham had very different, told very different stories. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a shame. I wanted to rewatch Crystal Lake Memories before this podcast, but how the hell was that going to happen? I, I don't know. And I'm an idiot. I watched it like a couple months ago. <laughs> I watch it all the time. It's one of those where like, if I can't think of something to watch, especially when it was on Shudder, I don't know if it still is, but it was so easy to not have to come down and get my disc just to be like, let me click yeah. over to Shudder and it'll pick up where I left off. So it's always exactly. there. And uh, I've rewatched it so many times. I love that documentary. It is good. Yeah. Okay, number seven? Yes, you're seven. Okay. I'm really, I'm going to lose sleep over this tonight. Um, God, I think it's a new blood. Okay. I think seven is seven. Um, again, I already said, I, I, I do like it. I find it very watchable. I really like Kane in it. Um, but there are six I prefer. And sure. I can't believe a new beginning is one of them. But <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah, I it's lower for me. I wish yeah. I liked it more, but uh And again, the disc the the new Blu-ray has some of the some of the excised gore, not all of it, but uh yeah. you can see some of the stuff that was cut out in in lower quality, but it's there. Would it be a better movie with that stuff in it? Probably, because I'm sure that's one of the things that elevates Jason Goes to Hell for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, had a new blood, had all the original gore, I'm sure it would be higher up on my list. But um, my seven is Jason X. Okay. So, it's not far off from yours. Okay. But again, seven through 12 could be in almost any order. On a different day, I just, because I'm not passionate about any of it. Um, there's movies in there that I kind you know, Jason X is my favorite of all of those, but Freddy versus Jason could be higher on a different day. The remake yep. could probably be a little higher on a different day. Cause I liked it more this time than I had in the past six through one. I feel very 
comfortable with and and much more passionate about. Everything below okay. six, I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. I'm I'm pretty much with you. I maybe my order of five and six could swap. Okay, one through four is pretty solid. My okay. number, you want me to go on to six? Yeah, let's. What's your six? My, my number six is Friday the Thirteenth, Part One. Okay. Um, I I really like it. It you know it started it all, but I do find it pretty slow compared to the other ones. Um. I find like a lot of the middle stuff. Yes, there's that whole middle segment. It's like after the kills have started, but before Betsy Palmer shows up. Yeah. There's a whole section that drags, and I can't figure out why. Yeah, it absolutely does. So, you know, I always start out like really like, no, I think I like Friday one way more than I give it credit for. And then, yeah, by the, you know, two thirds of the way through, I'm like, oh, this is why I don't return to it as often. But again, it, you know, started everything i really like the cast quite a bit yeah um yeah some of you know some of the kills are iconic the kevin bacon one that they redo quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no it's 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 a lot of fun and on a different day it might be a little higher but uh for the purposes of this list i'm gonna put it at number six okay yeah, it's weird because it ranks a little low for me too, and yet it's like I think it was Daniel Epler, his seven-word review was something like I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like, "Not great. I could watch it any time." And that's that sums it up completely because there's so much that I love about it, and obviously it's the movie that started it all, so I will forever love it for that. I like a lot of the characters, but something happens. I probably after Kevin Bacon's death, everything through Kevin Bacon's death is really solid. Yeah. And everything after Betsy Palmer shows up is really solid, but there's a whole section there where people are getting killed, but it's like, it just feels slow. Like you said, it just doesn't work as well for me as I want it to. Right. But that is not my six. Okay. What is your six? Because my six is part six. Jason lives. Oh, it's much higher for me. Okay. Uh, it's most high. It's much, it's much higher for most people. Um, a lot of people would name this their favorite Friday the 13th. There's just something about it for me. I am ride or die for one through five. Uh, that, that's my, that's my run of Friday the 13th. I could watch any of those anytime and I will love them. Uh, and six is like super well directed. I like that, you know, Tom McLaughlin brought a different energy, had a, had a point of view, wanted to do something different with the franchise, but I just, I don't, I don't love zombie Jason. I don't love all the meta stuff. I don't like all the jokey stuff. It's not bad. It's just not what I want out of a Friday the 13th movie. So it's just not for me. Um, but I still like it better than, you know, six other movies. Yeah. It's, it's the movie that probably, again, I, I would have to re-listen to the first time with the first episode we did, but I don't think it was nearly as high for me then. Um, but it, it, this is a movie more than any of them that the more I watch it, the more, the more I appreciate it. I think, yeah, McLaughlin just directs a hell out of it. Definitely. Um, I, I really appreciate it watching them in order because it is and you know we'll we'll get to we'll get to five <laughs> but but it it feels like and i don't mean this in a bad way but it feels like a palate cleanse yeah uh 
because you know five's like five's like five's a gross movie <laughs> and, um so yeah i just you know i love i love i love the beginning of six where it's like this his universal monster movie um i don't yeah i don't you know i don't love all the i still stand by because i think i said this the first time around that the uh, the paintball stuff feels like it's out of a different oh, boy. Uh, that is not my favorite. Um, <clears throat> that stuff's just as bad as the stuff with Ma and Junior in part five. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, that it's always pointed to as like, what's wrong with five is the characters are so broad and it's so comic and it's. Yeah. Um, and I agree with all that. But it fits into part five. It fits into Danny Steinman's crazy worldview. Yeah. Whereas in part six, it's just, it's, it, like you said, it's out of a different movie. Yeah, it just, it feels like it's out of a different movie. I believe that's a different Jason, too. Like CJ Graham plays Jason in that movie. Correct. But I think for the paintball scenes, it was someone else. Oh, really? Like that was some of the, I'm almost positive that, that was some of the first stuff they shot. And I don't remember why they made the change, but they did. So I think that the paintball stuff is a different Jason. Hmm. Um, yes, that stuff doesn't always work, but like the, I love the sheriff. Uh, cause you know, you, usually the sheriff in these movies is always just some bumbling idiot, but I actually really like him in this movie. Um, yeah, you know, I like the relationship between his daughter. I don't know. I like, I, I like the kid, the characters feel uh, some of them feel just like real, people yeah which you don't always get in these movies i don't know i just oh, I definitely really, i really respond to it the more i watch it and again i think it helps watching it in in order uh but yeah it's i guess i could have saved it for when i when i got to it on my list <laughs> i i recognize it as one of the objective best in terms of how well it's made in terms of how smart it is um it brings the character of Jason back in a really good way. You know, like I reckon it's just, it, it just comes down to taste and it's just yeah. not to my taste. I get it. So that's my six. What is your five? My number five is a new beginning. Okay. I know it's going to be higher for you. This is another one that I think it, I've never been much of a fan of it. And it played way better for me this time around. I think part of it, honestly, is I'm, uh, I don't want to say watching it through your eyes, but I know how much it, it means to you. So like, it makes me uh, like it more. Yeah. If that, makes, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found it a lot more, a lot more fun. I'm not mad that it's not Jason. I don't mind that it's Roy. Because it basically though, is Jason for the entire movie. Oh yeah, sure. It, it makes more sense if it's Jason. Cause I was like saying to myself, I'm like, wait, why is Roy killing? Oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid to like try to make a new beginning and then just have it be Jason for the entire movie. Have it be a guy in a hockey mask killing young people. Like, um, so this whole, it's not Jason thing doesn't phase me. And I like that it's structured as kind of a mystery. It's the only movie besides part one that is. Yeah. And, uh, when I saw it's me, Mark Jones, by the way. Oh, hey, Mark Jones. When I saw, when I saw the title of the new beginning, I thought, finally, baby Jason. <laughs> you, know, you can imagine my disappointment. <laughs> um, this one's got a kid. <laughs> yeah. Reggie the Reckless, much smaller <laughs> than the other characters. That's true. 
so <laughs> yeah, but I, I, uh, I, I liked it much more this time around. Um, and it is my number five. I had a lot of fun. All right. Uh, my number five is part one, which we kind of already talked about. Uh, okay. But and it 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 pained me to put it that low, even though it's in the top five. But it is that middle yeah. section that just doesn't work for me as well that uh, forced me to put it down a little bit lower. Right, I'm with you. Uh, so, All what right. is your four? My four is part three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're okay. I know that. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Because again, uh, okay. we're, we're in the top five now. It's like we like everything. Yeah, three uh, is so. I don't know what to say. It's so much fun. I love all the three D stuff. Um, I love that Jason. I'm I'm a sucker for his mask. I love that he gets he gets a mask. I really like. Oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Who plays Jason in three? Richard um, Brooker. Richard. Yeah, I really like his. Jason. He might be my favorite Jason. He's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. This was actually another movie. So Mia, again, not a great parent, but <laughs> I'm, you know, I had a hard time like with the kids home. Yes. It's impossible to watch these goddamn movies. She wanted, you wanted to watch all these movies and I said no. And then she wanted to watch three. And I know three. I know three very well. So I told her, like, if you, if you promise me, if I could trust you, that you're going to close your eyes when I tell you to close your eyes. Um, so she watched a little, she watched like maybe 20 minutes of it with me, but, uh, so it'll forever hold a special place in my heart there. It was her first Jason movie. Yeah. Right. Um, wait, did someone say first Jason? It's me, Ari Lehman. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I don't know the podcast, right? Yeah. I've got my fingerless gloves. I'm ready to play. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever actually listened to his music. I've never heard any first Jason music, no. First Jason, right. <laughs> yeah, God bless him, man. He riding that wave. Absolutely. Um so yeah, I don't know I don't know what else to say. Like I, I, just so much fun. And like when I think of Friday the thirteenth, that's I, and that's the same. I, that, I that's, that's a Friday the Thirteenth. That's the so it's it's a spot higher for me. It's at number three for me, um, for exactly that reason. Like it ranks a little bit higher. I'll just go through my four and my three, because my four is part five, which as you know I love. Uh, Your four but, is part five. Yeah. Well, I had to put three above it because three for me is like the textbook Friday the Thirteenth movie. Right. Uh, the aesthetic of it, the even the the gimmicky 3Dness of it, yeah. the kills are so iconic. It's got Shelley who's so iconic, you know. Um, the cast is memorable. I don't think Dana Kimmel is a great final girl. Sure, um, she's fine. Chris, right? That's her name, Chris. Yeah, not my favorite of the final girls, but it's it, like you said, it's like what I think of when I think of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Mm-hmm. It comes out in just that sweet spot of 1982 where they had figured out how to make these movies. They're trying to do something a little different with the 3D. Jason's got the hockey mask for the first time. Richard Brooker's my favorite Jason. So aesthetically, it's got everything that I want from a Friday the 13th movie. 
Uh, so I had to put it at number three and, and I had to put a new beginning a little bit lower, even though I love it. I, you know, I'd be crazy to say that it's better than the top three that I have. Right. Um, right. it's higher than it probably should be. You know, a lot of people were posting their rankings on Twitter after the box set came out, they were arranging the spines of their Blu-rays in the order that they would rank them. And invariably five ranked near the bottom, if not at the bottom of almost every list that I saw, and I'll admit it hurt a little because uh, <laughs> I have gone to bat for part five. Um, I think it's been reassessed a little bit. I think people are coming around on it a little bit. I hear more positive stuff about it now than I used to, for sure, uh, because it is, you know, it's a crazy Friday the 13th movie. It's outrageous. The characters are super broad. The humor is very dark. Um, Danny Steinman is a kind of a nihilist, and yeah. uh, so it's a kind of a mean-spirited movie. It too has a kind of a slower section after the kill in the woods. I would say a lot of shitting, a lot of shitting in that movie. There's some shitting in part three too, though. So yeah, no, it's true. Just uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so, three, so, yeah three, my four is five, and my Three is three. Okay. My three is four. Your three is four? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's top three. <laughs> yeah, and yet it's still too low. <laughs> uh, I love part four. I love Corey Feldman and the, you know, him being a monster kid. And, um, yeah, it's... I. <laughs> I don't know. You totally threw me off of your, your <laughs> reaction. Like, uh, yeah, it's great. Again, like it's it's one of those that I can go back to and have gone back to a million times. I never get tired of it. Uh, love the cast. I love, you know, the effects again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some really not really fucking gnarly ones. It's no, it's it's terrific. It is terrific. I agree with you. <laughs> Where is it on? It's higher for me. Yeah, I, I figured. Yeah. Uh, yeah so what is your, yeah, so your, your two is going to be six, right? My two is six. Yeah. Okay. And so your one is two. Correct. All right. So let's talk about part two. Was your two four? My two is two. Oh, your two is two. Oh, it's four, your number one? Four is my one, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about two as your number one. I, I think two is just about as perfect a Friday the 13th movie um, as you can get. I love, like, here's the movie where, like, this is my favorite cast of characters. Um, I like just about everybody in it. Uh, great final girl. Yes great final girl yes absolutely but the best final girl of the series yeah, i agree uh i love you know i even like i don't even know if i've noticed before that like you know at, at the end when she puts on jason's mom's sweater and to be mrs Voorhees, that she sets that up in the bar um like when her when her boyfriend and uh, call skinny guy or in the bar. Yeah. She's talking about like the, the psychological trauma that Chase. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, like I don't know if they ever put together that she totally sets up that uh, that ending in the bar, uh, which I just thought was so clever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just yeah. making her a psychology student, you know, and yeah. having that pay off. And tall guy in the tall skinny guy in the bar lives. Yeah, and he lives. And might I also add, like usually that character never ever works in these movies for me. Like, yeah, they're, they're the comic relief, the he's Ned. Really... Yeah, but yeah, you love he's, Ned. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's my he's my favorite of all those. Like, I don't mind him. It's just no, it's 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 great. Like, I you know the 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 kills I. I feel for everybody who goes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's awesome. I don't even mind like sackhead Jason. And that's um, one of the only things that puts it at number two for me. Cause I completely agree with you. Like again, aesthetically it's so perfectly a Friday, the 13th movie. It's got a great final girl. It has amazing, likable characters. It has, um, that one girl shorts. It has, <laughs> um, I like the the baghead Jason. Um, the reason I put four above it, honestly, is because as great a director as Steve Miner is, I think four is the best directed in the series. Okay. Um, it's got a Jason with a hockey mask, which I love. It's got yeah. Tommy Jarvis puts it a, a little bit above for me just because I love him so much. I probably identify with him more than I do Amy Steele in the second one. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the characters in four. I just think four is so well made. I think it's, uh, it's one of the only ones that's actually like scary and upsetting. I think, although you can make a case for two being kind of scary. Oh, I think so. Yeah. No, two and four are, are almost interchangeable. Honestly. Um, I like four the best. It's just personal preference, but I cannot argue to being uh your 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 number one yeah it's it's really great um yeah four yeah four i agree is if it's not the best directed is one of the best directed yeah and just so well made and um i also think six is really well directed it is two four and six are the best directed i would say in the series yeah uh yeah i i think it comes down to it just like in defense of my six and four rankings, um, I don't know that four isn't a better movie than six. Um, I just, this time around, what really uh, stood out to me was that order, if that makes sense. Like just six, six hit me in all the right places this time. Yeah, no, that so, makes sense. Yeah, it's my, but yeah, part two is. Part two is my real favorite. Part two is part two is kind of like the platonic ideal of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Uh, I know we said that about part three, um, but part two is just a better movie overall. It has better characters, a better final girl. Um, Yeah, because part four again not taking place at a camp. Um should lose it some points, but it doesn't for me. Yeah. Um, do you want to quickly just read through your ranking, like one to 12? Okay. So my number one is, or should I start with 12? I'll start with 12. Okay. 12 is, uh, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, 11 is Freddy versus Jason. 
10 is Jason Goes to Hell. 9 is uh, Friday 13th, 2009. 8 is Jason X. 7 is New Blood. 6 is Friday the 13th, Part 1. 5 is The New Beginning. 4 is Part 3. 3 is Final Chapter. 2 is Jason Lives. And my number one slot is Friday the 13th, Part 2. Very nice. Uh, My number 12 is Jason Takes Manhattan. My 11 is The New Blood. My number 10 is Freddy vs. Jason. My number 9 is the 2009 remake. My number 8 is Jason Goes to Hell. My number 7 is Jason X. My number 6 is Jason Lives. My number one or my number 5 is Friday the 13th Part 1. My number 4 is A New Beginning. My number 3 is Part 3 in 3D. My number 2 is Friday the 13th Part 2. And my number 1 is The Final Chapter. Love it. Reading over that, I already realized like Jason Goes to Hell is probably too high. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it probably. I might drop it below the. I might bump the remake up a little bit and put. I might swap out. Make the right. remake number eight and make Jason Goes to Hell number nine. But who cares? It's... Nobody's yeah. nobody's that invested in our ranking. <laughs> these, are, these are hard. They are hard. And like I said, I feel strongly about like one through five. That's my, that's my series. Right. And everything else is like, it's fun. I can watch it. I enjoy them. I revisit them regularly, but those aren't my Friday the 13th. One through five are my Friday the 13th. I agree. This was fun this year. Say that again. This was fun this year. It was. Yeah. Last time it drained us a lot more than I think it did this time. Yeah. No, I had, I had fun. Me too. Uh, I had a fun scary movie month. Thank you guys very much for another great scary movie month. Yes. It was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, and thanks for doing this, Mike. It was awesome. Thank you, man. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Listening to FS Movie.